Hey everybody, in this episode, I'm gonna talk about one of the sexiest qualities that you can ever find in a man. And I'm gonna share with you how you can cultivate this quality for yourself. And that is the quality of being mentally fit. Okay, so let me explain a little bit. A lot of the gay community prioritizes physical fitness, having your body look a certain way, having abs, having a certain physique that one might see as being necessary in order to have a a relationship. However, there is a huge imbalance in the gay community with so many people spending all this time working on having this particular body type, but they're not working on their mind. They don't know how to navigate challenges in a relationship. They don't, know how, they don't know how to express their desires, their needs, and weather the storms that will inevitably happen when they are developing a deeper relationship with someone. So being mentally fit is more important than being physically fit. Both are important, but I would argue that having mental fitness is not only more important, but it's also sexier. So if you are someone that only prioritizes and invests your time, money, and energy into your physical fitness, then it might be very easy for you to find people to hook up with and sleep with. You will have no problem with that. However, if you want to have sex that's not just sex, but real true intimacy, and you want to connect with someone on a deeper level, then you must have mental fitness. So In this episode, I decided to take uh, a recording from my other podcast, which is called Life Coaching Secrets, and I'm going to share with you the difference between life coaching and therapy. And these are two different approaches that you can take when it comes to becoming more mentally and emotionally fit. So this episode will reveal to you not just the distinctions between life coaches and therapists, but also if you're someone looking to transition your career into mental health and you're trying to decide if you want to become a life coach or if you want to become a therapist, I'm going to reveal to you the differences between both of those career paths and the opportunities that either path will be, will make available to you. So I am so excited to share this with you and enjoy. You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets podcast, episode number two. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you wanna make an incredible income and impact as a coach and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. Hello, hello everybody. In this episode, I want to talk about the difference between life coaching and therapy. Now, I love me some therapy and I love me some life coaching. In fact, I am friends with many therapists and I am friends with many coaches. I've invested lots and lots of money in therapy and coaching and I continue to do so. And I see both as really important investments that I make in myself throughout different challenges I go through in life. Now, some people, when they hear about life coaching, they wonder how it compares to to therapy. 
and also how it differs. So this episode will be incredibly helpful for you if perhaps you're thinking of starting a career as a life coach or a therapist, you're not really sure which would be more appropriate for you. And this will also be helpful if you are just going through some stress or challenges in your life and you're wondering what kind of support may you really need. So there is a big misunderstanding around what life coaches do. And I think this will really clarify that. And one of the great ways to understand what life coaches can offer is by having a reference point to therapy and being able to see where's the overlap and where's the difference. So I'm going to break this episode down into three different parts. First, I'm going to talk about the service itself. So what exactly do therapists provide? What do they help their clients with? And what kind of challenges do life coaches help their clients with? Then I want to talk about the different education and training that is required to become a therapist and coach, and also the the education that's required to be successful in either of those two paths. And I'm going to finish by talking about the different career options and possibilities. So that way you can know exactly what opportunities and also what limitations there are if you were to pursue one or the other or even both. So here's the thing. When I grew up, I just thought that whenever you had stress, whenever you had a challenge in your personal life, you went and talked to a counselor or you talked to a therapist. You know how people always would say, you should probably talk to someone about that. (laughs) Well, I just thought the person you talk to is a therapist. And now that I've been able to work as a life coach and be immersed in this industry for so many years and train thousands of coaches, I see so clearly how coaches are incredibly competent at helping people overcome stress as well. It just depends on what kind of stress someone is going through, exactly what's going on for them, and where it is that they're looking to go in their life, okay? So if you imagine that there's a spectrum, and on one end of the spectrum, let's just label that as dysfunction. So someone's in a complete state of dysfunction in their life. And on the other end of that spectrum let's say, we'll label that side as optimal. So someone is thriving, they are living their best life. So we have dysfunctional on one end, optimal on the other end. And then in the middle, we'll call that just functional, right in the middle. So this would be someone who's, they're getting through the motions, they're going about their life, things are fine, they're just kind of getting by, and that would be functional. So coaching... And therapy, if you think about where those services fall on that spectrum, therapy is often going to help someone go from dysfunction to functional, from a dysfunctional state to a functional state. So what that means is that most therapeutic techniques and approaches, they are designed to support individuals who are going through significant emotional distress. And all of that distress usually leaves that person in some state of dysfunction. So that is where therapy comes in. Therapy is very appropriate if someone is suffering from trauma or addiction or major depression. Those are all 
really amazing challenges to work through with a therapist. So the work of a therapist generally helps someone get from a dysfunctional place to a functional place. Coaching, on the, on the other hand, is designed to support individuals who are looking to go from a functional place in their life to reach an optimal state of success. So coaching takes someone from functional to optimal. There is no medication that is prescribed with coaching. There is no diagnosis that coaches make. So there are so many successful people out there who may be stuck in certain goals in their life, but they don't necessarily require a therapist to help them process parts of their childhood. That that might not be helpful for them, and they may be a much better fit to work with a coach. Now, just because a coach helps people go from functional to optimal, that doesn't mean that coaches are not able to do deep inner work with their clients. There is some overlap in the space that both a therapist and a coach can address. So a well-trained, certified professional coach, they are absolutely able to help clients who are struggling with some levels of anxiety and stress and other challenging emotions. Coaching is really ideal for people that are looking to break through any barriers holding them back to living to their potential. Now, another difference between therapy and coaching, the service itself, is that psychotherapy often focuses on the impact that the past has on the present. The past on the present. So I like to think of the overarching question that therapy asks is, how can I heal from the past so I can function in the present? How can I heal from the past so I can function in the present? So therapy helps people resolve pain from their past that is keeping them from being functional in the present moment. Now, coaching, on the other hand, does not focus much on someone's past. There is much more emphasis that is put on the present and the future. So I like to think of the overarching question that coaching asks is, how can I use my gifts from the present to create my desired future? So how can I use my strengths my gifts in the present to create my desired future. So when you work with a coach, they help you build upon your strengths, your values. They help you determine your goals. So that way you could provide your life with meaning and purpose. Now, with therapy, there's going to be a lot of focusing on uncovering parts of someone's childhood, resolving and healing from traumatic experiences, a lot of it is focused on healing. Whereas coaching is more about where are you right now, where do you want to be, and how could we bridge that gap so you could flourish. So I like to think of healing is often associated with therapy, flourishing is more associated with coaching. There's much more of a future orientation when you work with a coach, whereas with therapists, it's much more focused on the past. Now, there are some forms of therapy, for example, solution-focused therapy, that does incorporate some coaching principles and tools that can help a client move forward. But overall, therapy spends a lot of time addressing, resolving, and healing from pain that one has experienced in the past. Now, you might wonder, what are some topics or areas that would be off limits for a coach to address? So there's 
I think of this as the big four, the big four areas that would be off limits for coaches. The first one is trauma. So any kind of significant emotional trauma that someone has experienced, they are a better fit to work through that with a therapist. The second area is drug and alcohol addiction. So coaches do not help people overcome addiction that is something that a therapist would be much more qualified to help someone with. Third would be personality disorders. So therapists are trained to help someone manage their personality disorders, whether it be bipolar, borderline personality disorder, dissociative, uh, dissociative identity personality disorder. That's all fair game for therapists, not an area that a coach would address. And then finally, depression. So for people that are going through major depressive disorder, maybe they're even having suicidal thoughts, the therapist would be the most perfect resource for you to have. Now, in general, when a therapist works with someone, they take a much more clinical approach. So when you meet with a therapist, they will have you complete a questionnaire, and then through having some sessions with you, they will help diagnose you with whatever mental health issue you may be struggling with, and they will provide a treatment to address that specific issue. Coaches do not diagnose and they do not prescribe medication. What coaches do is they help someone get from point A, which is where they are, to point B, which is where they want to be in their life. So you might also wonder, what would be a challenge that someone may go through that would be more appropriate for a coach to address instead of a therapist? So let me give you some examples. Let's say that you there's an executive and this executive is struggling with managing their team, a coach would be an amazing resource to help this executive learn some different strategies and approaches they can take to engage their team. A therapist might not be an appropriate professional to support this executive because the executive probably wouldn't need to explore unresolved trauma or process their childhood to help engage with their team. So here's another example. Let's say that someone's going through a transition in their life. Maybe they're just fed up with their career and they want to they wanna leave it behind. They want to quit and start their own business or pursue something they're more passionate about. They would be amazing to work with a business coach that can help them figure out ways to start their own business and transition smoothly out of their job. For example, as well, let's say that someone is graduating college and they're wondering what can I do next? What career path is right for me? They would benefit from working with a career coach who can help them answer some of those big questions around what is my purpose? Uh, What is it that I'm here for? What are my career options? So there are truly endless possibilities and challenges that coaches can help clients through. And the overall orientation that a coach takes is taking someone from functional and getting them to an optimal level of success. Now, another difference in the service itself and the approach that therapists and coaches take is therapy is often more focused on processing feelings. It's very feeling-oriented. So it's generally around looking into and examining and unpacking a feeling, perhaps tracing it back to childhood, this will be the majority of the work, having feelings be processed. Coaching, instead of being feelings-oriented, it's more results-oriented. 
So generally when people hire a coach, they are looking to accomplish a specific result or they're looking to get something specifically done in their life. So for example, someone may go through a breakup in their life. And let's say after their breakup, they spiral into depression and they find it hard to get out of bed in the morning. They would be a great fit for a therapist. Okay. Now, on the other hand, let's say someone went through a similar challenge. They went through a breakup, but what they're really wanting is they want to know how to move forward and navigate through the dating world and really find lasting love in their life. They would be a much better fit to work with a coach. So sometimes it's not necessarily the problem that determines which service is a better fit. It's more so how the person is experiencing the problem. Are they looking to resolve the feelings that they're going through or are they looking to move forward and start to take those action steps that are going to get them where they want to be? Now, I'm a huge fan of therapy and I've had a good amount of therapy in my life. In fact, it has been so helpful. And I remember that one time I did have a relationship issue and it was causing me stress and I looked for a therapist because I just thought at the time that was the only professional to to get if you felt stuck or if you had stress in life. So my therapist had me trace back uh, to my childhood to identify some patterns that I had with my parents growing up. And I got some insights from that, but I left the session without really an action plan to move forward and help me navigate the relationship that I was in. So that's where I could have really benefited more from having a coach. That was missing for me. And later on, I decided to work with a relationship coach and I was able to create an actual plan that helped me move forward. So it's really exciting when you could see what's possible when you just consider the two different ways that a therapist and a coach work. And one of the things that I I do love so much about coaching is that it takes your thoughts and your feelings and it puts it all into action. So it's more action-oriented. So oftentimes when you work with a coach, you're going to leave sessions setting a goal, determining an action step. And coaches also hold you accountable. They light a fire to your butt. They make sure that you are making progress session by session. And oftentimes a coach is going to come up with a way for you to track your goals. So one of the things that clients often appreciate about coaching is that it can be measured. It can be tangible. You can actually see the ROI that you're getting from coaching, whether that be financial, whether it be uh, emotional, whatever challenge it is you're going through, you're able to measure and track the results that you're looking to move closer to. So when you think about it, at any one time, I've heard that usually about 10% of the population is being negatively impacted to the point where they do have mental illness and they do have issues from their past that need to be resolved so they could move forward. So those people would all be perfect for therapy. And then there's also the rest of the population that can benefit from the the holistic and the strength-based approach of coaching because it can inspire them to achieve their dreams and live more rewarding, fulfilling lives. And I think it's so wonderful that we live in a world where we can have access to therapy and coaching to allow us to really live the fullest lives that we can possibly live. 
So that's the difference between the service that therapy offers and the service that coaching offers. Now I want to talk about the difference in education and training. There are very different requirements that one needs to have in order to become a therapist versus a coach. So in order to become a therapist, you must have at least your master's degree level of education. Some people decide after they earn a master's degree, they go on to pursue their doctorate. So if someone earns their doctorate in psychology, then they are able to work as a psychiatrist. And only a psychiatrist would be able to prescribe medication to clients. Now, all therapists do not have to pursue their doctorate. Many of them obtain their master's. They do not prescribe their clients medication. And after their master's, they go on through thousands of hours of field training. And that is not an exaggeration, thousands of hours. And when they finish their field training, they get licensed. They get licensed to work as a therapist or a a marriage and family therapist. And there's different licensing requirements that vary state by state, country by country. And from what I've heard of my therapist friends, the process of getting licensed is stressful. It's a stressful experience and it's also expensive. So when someone does get licensed, they are able to offer therapy in the state that they're licensed in. So if you get licensed in California, you can offer therapy services in the state of California. Now, oftentimes, therapists and counselors, they are not required to have any business training and oftentimes don't get much business training as well. So sometimes... A lot of therapists that I've talked to, one of the challenges they say they have is they, they are still kind of wondering how to build up their own practice. How do they market their own services? But then again, not all therapists necessarily want to have their own practice. So coaching, very different when it comes to education and training that's required. Coaching is not a regulated industry. It's not regulated at the government or the state level. So there is no education or training that is required to decide to be a life coach. Anyone can call themselves a life coach. So the barrier to entry in this industry is low. However, the access to quality training is very limited. And even though coaching is unregulated at the government and state level, there are governing bodies There are private organizations, governing bodies that have helped regulate our industry and improve the credibility significantly of how coaches are perceived in society. Now, you might wonder, if coaching is unregulated, why might one even think about getting certified if they don't actually need it? Well, I have a little embarrassing story to share with you about that because when I first decided I wanted to become a life coach... I ordered a few books about life coaching. I read through them. I took some notes. I watched some videos about coaching. And I thought, I could do this. I could figure this out on my own. So I found someone that allowed me to coach them. And I started out the session. It was over the phone. I was coaching a woman. And I couldn't even tell you what I was coaching her about. It was so long ago. And um, when I explain what happened, you'll, you'll see why it was just... very embarrassing for me. So as I started the session, I was very confident and I had in my mind questions that I knew I was going to ask her. I had this formula of how I I thought that you could just ask the same questions over and over and it would be enough. So as I started coaching her, my confidence very quickly diminished and she started sharing some 
some things with me and I had no idea where to go in the session. I felt totally flustered. I didn't have any structure to the call. I just felt like I was throwing things at the wall, seeing what would stick. And uh, about maybe I lasted about 15 minutes into the session and uh, this this woman said, okay, I don't want to continue the session anymore. She said, I'm not getting any support from this uh, and I would just rather if we stopped. And she hung up the phone and I remember feeling so humiliated when that happened. And it was such an important moment for me because I realized that certification was not only a good thing to have, but it was an absolute game changer. So I decided at that point I was going to invest in certification. So here's the thing. With certification, not all certifications are created equal. There are some coaching certification programs out there that just throw your certificate after taking a class for a day. Uh, there are some courses that sell life coach certification for $7. I've seen coach training programs that are $7. <laughs> and what I realize is that really you're going to get what you pay for. Cheaper doesn't necessarily save you money right? Because time is money. So when you waste your time just looking for a bargain, you sacrifice the progress that you actually make. So I realized that I wanted to invest in the highest quality training programs I could find um, and really honor this work and do whatever is going to give me the most confidence and also the most credibility. So one of the things to consider when, when a coach thinks about getting certified is to look for an accredited coach training program. So there is a governing body called the International Coach Federation, otherwise known as the ICF, and they have been around for several decades. They've created a code of ethics for the coaching industry, and they've also outlined core competencies that really define what coaching is and what skills allow coaches to get their clients the best results. And the ICF will offer accreditation for coach training programs that meet their standards. So Thriving Coach Academy, which is the coach training program that I created, we are fully accredited by the ICF. That means that our whole curriculum from start to finish was thoroughly reviewed. And I remember the process of getting accredited took so many months. I had to compile all of the the academy's materials I had to send them all over to the ICF's headquarters, and they were reviewed by their team. It was a very rigorous process, but it was so worth it because now the academy is accredited, which makes it amongst the Ivy League of coach training programs. So there is a huge difference in quality when you when you experience coaching from someone who is trained from an accredited school and a coach who is not. There is a huge difference in quality. So if you do want to hire a coach, make sure your coach is trained by an accredited coach training school. So that's the difference in education and training that therapists and coaches can pursue. Now, I want to talk about career options and possibilities that coaches and therapists have. So let's start with therapists. So as I mentioned before, If a therapist is licensed in, let's say, Nebraska, and they decide they're going to move to California, they must get a new license in California. So this means that they will have to put out more expenses. 
they will have to put in more time to get licensed and go through more training to get their licensing in California. And it is very rare that a therapist does have licenses in multiple states because it is a very complicated process to do that. So most therapists usually stay within the state that they're licensed in. Now, some therapists, what they end up doing for their career is they they end up getting hired by a mental health facility or even a school that's looking for a licensed marriage and family therapist or counselor. And they could have full-time or a part-time job And when it comes to salary, it varies state by state. Generally, a therapist may look at having between a $35,000 to $40,000 starting salary. And then maybe as they establish themselves in their career, the average salary of a therapist is between $50,000 to $60,000. Now, for some therapists, that might be a bit lower. For others, it may be higher. And this may be a comfortable salary for someone to live with and some people may not desire any more than that. That that may be sufficient for them. So therapists that do desire more freedom may want to have their own private practice. And even when a therapist decides to do this, there are still some limitations. One of those limitations, I was talking to one of my close friends who's a therapist, and I was saying, can therapists charge whatever they want to charge? And she said, actually, no. Ethically, therapists are supposed to charge what is reasonable and comparable to other therapists in their area. So that's why if you go to most therapists' websites or you look up a therapist on whatever listing sites you might find, you'll notice that many of them charge around the same price. It might be between $100 to $200 per session. And then there's also the insurance piece. So sometimes people think, oh, it would be so easy to you know, have a successful Uh, therapy practice and make a good living as a therapist because everyone can just, you know, have their insurance pay for it. There's actually some some nuances to that. And I didn't know this until I talked with my close therapist friends and colleagues and they laid it out for me. So therapists can allow their clients to make payments through insurance. And when that happens, the insurance company is who pays the therapist. And the insurance company decides how much they're going to pay the therapist and how long the therapist can work with the client. So if the insurance decides that they're going to pay the therapist $45 an hour and the therapist can only work with their client on an hourly basis, then that is what the therapist must operate within. So there's, there's limitations there. Now, if you have more of an entrepreneurial drive, if you want more freedom, more options, and even more wealth in your practice, it is important to keep in mind some of these limitations. Now, coaching, when it comes to the career options and possibilities as a coach, coaching does give a lot of freedom and choice because it is an unregulated industry. So in terms of lifestyle and options that coaches have, coaches have a lot of flexibility in how they can grow their business, how they could run their practice. One of the greatest benefits of having a coaching business is that you can utilize the internet and you could cast a wide net to work with clients from anywhere. So you are not limited to only work with clients locally. You can take your client sessions from anywhere. And even before the pandemic, most of the coaches that I've trained they take client calls over the phone or through video chat. And that is also how I built up my own practice. I would take client calls over the phone or video chat. 
One of the also the other unique things about running a coaching business is that coaches are able to offer more than just selling their one-on-one time or just selling one session by one session at a time. Many coaches, as they grow their practice, they decide to scale by offering group coaching. So they're able to coach multiple people in a session at once by having them in a group. So this is an amazing way to help more people by being able to use your time more efficiently uh, and also really make significantly more because each person in a group would be paying for your services. So you're able to earn and scale your business exponentially when you start to offer group coaching. So a lot of coaches that I train, they first build up a one-on-one clientele practice and then they scale and start to offer group coaching. Another really fun opportunity that coaches have is instead of just offering their one-on-one service, they offer coaching programs where they can include more forms of value to their clients. So instead of just offering an exchange of time for money, they also include different resources that could help their clients out, like templates or books or journals or or workbooks or audio files or different kinds of training videos. So if there's a topic you're really passionate about, or if there is a specialty that you'd like to center your coaching business around, you can create a program around that area, around that challenge that you help people with. And that program can offer more than just your one-on-one time. In fact, there are many coaches that offer standalone home study coaching programs that don't require any of their time at all. People enroll and they're able to go through the coach the, the coaching programs they've created and get significant value because uh, they're able to walk through it by themselves and have lifetime access to those materials. So there's a lot of options and flexibility when it comes to really the way that you structure your your life and your business as a coach. Now, one of the students that um, went through Thriving Coach Academy, uh, she was a therapist in California for many, many years before she was open to becoming a coach. And I remember she described it as, as if she were hitting a ceiling in her practice as a therapist. And she just wanted to have a bigger impact. She wanted to be able to help more people And she also wanted to have more income as well. And she decided to expand her offerings by becoming a coach. And within the first year of her doing that, her whole practice, the the amount that she was making from her whole business quadrupled. And it was because she offered therapy and coaching. So she was able to offer therapy to people in California and coaching to people all over the country. So there are so many opportunities if you are currently a therapist to expand possibilities for you if you add on coaching as a service to uh, your practice. Now, both therapy and coaching are tremendously rewarding careers. You really would find so much fulfillment in both. You get to help make a huge positive change in people's lives. And I see the demand for mental health services only going up as more people realize the value of having a professional there to guide you through life's ups and downs. So those are the main differences between therapy and coaching. And if you are drawn to really explore what might be a good fit for you, it would be helpful to you know dabble yourself in a little bit of both. Consider hiring a therapist, consider hiring a coach, 
see exactly how those different services support you, how they might not support you. And that could be a great way for you to really uncover what is possible for you. All right, that's what I got in the differences between therapy and coaching. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coach's secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.